Kids can go ahead and go downstairs. I wrote a note, so I wouldn't forget. All right, I was going to open um, playing the harmonica and the guitar at the same time, but Dave stole that trick from me, so I guess I'll skip that. Um, it's a bummer because it was going to be awesome. <laughs> All right, um, Bob asked a couple months ago um, if I could talk to some women who went on our last, um, our first women's encounter. Um, and we went on that gosh, like the second or third week of February. Um, and if you remember last fall, well, first of all, I'm Kelsey. I don't know if everybody knows me. Um, and last fall, the men, um, a lot of men in our church were able to go to our first men's encounter that our church held. Um, just raise your hand if you were a part of that, if you were a guy who went to that. So, yeah, so we had a, um, and that was kind of a two-year process to be able to bring that um, to Wellspring. Um, and so, um, just kind of the vision of that ministry started a long time ago, and, and then there was excitement um, for a lot of the women who were connected to some of those men who had gone, and they were like, when can we do this? When, when is this happening? So um, we started looking into some women's encounters that we could attend um, and see what the interest was and kind of see what God was going to do through that with the hope that, um, and the prayer, I guess, that, that we could bring that here as well. Um, so last February, um, I just kind of, I found um, through a connection with um, Anna Clunt, who actually a lot of you probably know, um, she has been going to Women's Encounter in Southern Missouri, um, with a church in Southern Missouri for quite a while, and so she actually reached out to me, has been inviting me to go for a couple of years, and it's just never worked out, um, and so finally I was like, yeah, and so I just sent an email to any woman who was connected to a male who had gone to Men's Encounter, because we had to start somewhere. Um, and within, like, five hours, we had too many women going. So, um, like, after a week, the church that we were going to go with called, and they said, okay, you can't have any more people come, um, which was pretty exciting for us just to know that the women um, in our church are, are excited um, to be a part of this ministry. So one encounter is, um, so we ended up having 20 women going when they cut us off. Um, and one encounter is it's a two-night, um, you know, over the course of a weekend. Um, and they are very careful about not calling it a retreat um, because the language they use, they, re they really want to be careful that this isn't something we're going to go and just be rest rested. And anybody who's gone on an encounter will attest to that, that you're, you don't really sleep much or get to rest much, but um, it's about encountering Christ, and really we just walk through the gospel and um, get to hear a lot of stories and testimonies of what that looks like in people's lives, um, and I was actually trying to think about how I could best kind of describe um, what it looks like, and then we sang that song, Behold the Lamb of God, and I was like, that's, that's what we do on Encounter Weekend. We behold the Lamb of God who takes away our sin, and we behold the Lamb of God and we now fix our eyes on him. And that's really um, what we do that weekend. And so we have three um, cabins of Wellspring women. And um, today we're going to get to hear some stories from Blair Kennedy and Bethany Jewell. And I think both of them were in separate cabins. And then I was actually in a cabin separate from them. Um, and it was just kind of interesting to see how God was moving differently even within each group um, within our large group that went. So um, 
we wanted, we wanted some people to be able to share their stories today, um, not just so that people are like, well, I'm going to go on a women's encounter, but really to cast vision for, um, yes, to cast vision for what this ministry is, um, but also just because our church really values stories, and um, we think it's really important that we take time every once in a while to kind of step back um, and, and it's kind of nice to not have to listen to Bob every once in a while. Um, <laughs> but to step back and really just let um, some people within our church community share how God is moving in their life. Um, in Psalm 107.2, it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those he redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Um, the Lord wants us to talk about where he's brought us from and where he's bringing us to. Um, and a, lot of the time, and a lot of times the enemy doesn't want us to talk about those things. And so this morning, um, I just encourage you to pray for these women um, and be able to kind of lean in and just listen to their story um, as they share um, how the Lord has been redeeming parts of, parts of their life and parts of their story. So Bethany, um, Jewel is going to come up and share with us first, and then Blair Kennedy. So I'm going to hand the mic to Bethany. Well, thank you, Kelsey, for asking me to speak and give me this opportunity. Um, full disclosure, I might be pretending that you all are elementary students <laughs> because that's who I'm comfortable speaking to. <laughs> so um, when I heard that there was a chance to go to a women's encounter, I really wanted to go because I saw how impactful the men's encounter was for my husband. And actually, my husband said, well, you are going, so I didn't really have much of a choice in the matter, um, but I'm very glad that he wanted me to go, and he made the sacrifice to watch the kids that weekend so that I could go because I really needed it. Um, just to give you a little background about me, I've been a Christian since I was nine years old. Um, I grew up in kind of a broken home, but um, I was raised in the church. And I went to middle and high school at St. Joseph Christian School. And then I went to college at Manhattan Christian College. And I loved my educational experience. I loved studying God's word and learning so much about him at a young age. However, um, into adulthood somewhere, I would say that my walk with God kind of got stagnant. Um, my relationship with him felt routine. Um, especially when I became a mom, I wasn't seeking out and planning time in my days to spend with him because my days were filled with, you know, interrupted sleep, feeding and changing babies, <clears throat> working, coming home, cooking, cleaning, and then repeating that. So, you know, I got too busy. I was too busy to sit, read, study, or pray. Um, my husband Steve and I have been going to Wellspring for almost 10 years now, and we've been in small group for eight years, so we've always been connected and been in community with other people. However, Encounter forced a deeper sense of community. Not only do you get away for a weekend and bunk with a group of women where shenanigans are bound to happen... Um, I'll give a shout out to my orange cabin. <laughs> On a side note, when you hear mid-20-year-old women 
talking about older women, you just assume they're not talking about you. <laughs> you assume they're talking about women who are older than you, but when you hear them say your name, ouch, that did not feel good. So I got a little taste of humility right off the bat. But anyways, at Encounter, you're challenged to think about your walk with the Lord in ways you may never have before. And during Encounter, God spoke to me in a couple significant ways. The first way that God spoke was through each of the women who shared their stories. It was amazing to hear their stories, their humility, but the redemption that only God himself could orchestrate. I'm a little hormonal because I'm pregnant. <laughs> Did not expect to get emotional. Um, I need to change my mic. <clears throat> so, anyways, I mean, God is amazing. And that just convicted me to keep praying for people who really need him. Um, and I was also reminded that we all have a story. No matter how big or small you think your story might be. That God can use that if you're willing to share it. Perhaps the biggest conviction I felt, the biggest way that God spoke to me at Encounter, um, he told me that I needed to step up my prayer game. I don't pray nearly enough. Remember, my schedule, I'm too busy. And I realized, you know, what does that lack of prayer communicate to God? It communicates that I don't need him, that I've got this. Which, when you stop and think about it, is just absolutely ridiculous. I've been communicating that I think I can be a good enough wife, good enough mom, school counselor, friend, sister, daughter, without his help. And then I wonder... Why do I lose my patience with my three adorable children? Or wonder why I feel burnt out with work. It's simple because I was trying to do things on my own, in my own strength. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 is a verse we've probably all heard a hundred times before. But it struck me in a new way. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. When I try to do things on my own, I'm not trusting in God. I wasn't submitting to him when I try to do things in my own strength. So what does that look like? To trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding? It means submitting or surrendering each day to him. It means talking to God and telling him, Lord, I can't do this parenting thing on my own. 
I surrender this to you. And not just sometimes or some days and with some things, but all the time and every day. We were asked for one word to sum up what God had taught us at Encounter, and I chose that word, surrender. And since being back from Encounter, I've still had several moments when I'm tempted to do things on my own, but now I can stop and recognize that and talk to God and surrender that to him. One great thing about Encounter is that it provided an intentional time away from the normal routine of life just to focus on the Lord. And for me, I really needed that intentional time away from my busy, crazy routine of life. As a working mother of three young young children, I'm naturally pouring out of my own cup. I'm constantly serving my children and my family, and not to mention serving my students at work. So like many women, I'm sure, I neglect to fill my own cup. I had unintentionally put my walk with God on the back burner while I tried to live each day out of my own strength. And that was not working out too well. So going to encounter where God was the focus of everything really helped me to refocus on him and keep him at the center of my thoughts. At encounter, I was being poured into. My cup was filled so that I could return to my family and my work refreshed and ready to pour out of my cup. Only because I had surrendered to the Lord and it was no longer coming from my strength but from his. And in my current season of life, I need to meet with other women. I need to be a part of community. And being part of this community helps fill my cup and helps my walk with the Lord to grow. Since being back from Encounter, I've made new friends, and I've built deeper connections with women that I've seen here at church, and I've just gotten to know a lot of people. We meet weekly to pray, we study scripture, encourage each other, and just share life. We text one another, mostly spiritual stuff, We're honest, we ask each other questions, and we hold each other accountable. We're vulnerable with each other, we pray for each other, and it's just a huge blessing because I see other women who are walking the same journey of striving to be a godly woman in all aspects of their life. Through encounter, God convicted me, and I realized that I needed to make a change. If I wasn't open to hearing from the Lord or vulnerable with my community, then I may have missed out. I may have missed out on the freedom that God offers to us when we're centered on him. I may have missed out. If I didn't surrender, I would still feel a burden of trying to do things in my own strength. And since being home from Encounter, I made a plan to start each day with a short prayer of surrender. Even if that day starts out with interrupted sleep from a baby. 
I've also made a plan to spend time with God daily and to journal my prayers again. And now I haven't been perfect in keeping this goal, but it's not about being perfect. It's about seeking him daily. And besides, if I thought I was perfect, I would probably keep trying to do things out of my own strength. And finally, I want to leave you with this verse. Hebrews 12, 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. For who the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> okay, so I naturally talk loud, but Bob said they'll take care of it because they'll make me louder or quieter, however I need to be. Um, okay, Bethany, great job. <laughs> that was awesome. I, first of all, want to start off by... <laughs> I just want to talk about my thankfulness for this church in a couple of different ways. <sighs> and... Um, a lot of us have heard the analogy of the body of Christ where we need the arms and the legs and the hands and the feet to be able to impact God's kingdom that we can't do things on our own, that we won't have as big of an impact on our own as we would with the body of Christ. And this is a place that my husband and I and our kids, I mean, we've been here for a long time. This was the church that I found when I was a sophomore in high school when I was searching for something. And... Um, I've really seen the body of Christ in the leaders and in the members of this church. A couple things that I just really love about Wellspring is I see our church loving on little souls. We don't just focus on one person or one generation, but whether it's a baby in the womb or a child in the nursery or a 10-year-old, we find value in the gospel enough that we're praying for all of those children. And I love that. Um, Another thing I see is our church caring for the vulnerable. So we hear Sam talk up here a lot. We hear about the guest house. We, I look out and I see families who are fostering and adopting and giving up themselves for vulnerable, vulnerable kids. And it's just really humbling. Um, I see people who are in this church who love Jesus so much that in their workplaces and in their ministries, they want people to come here because they want people to know the gospel. And they desire for people to know Jesus. Um, I also see a value on prayer. We don't take prayer lightly, but we know it is a call of obedience from God. We have a prayer room where people are designated to be praying for the leaders and those of you in here. And um, we have prayer teams and just really cool stuff like that. Um, there's a lot of things that I could keep going on that I just really love and am thankful for for this church. But one thing that lately that I've been deeply affected by is our value for community, not to go through life alone and by ourselves. And um, th life's just hard. There's long days. There's loneliness. There's anxiousness. There's a lot of things that we go through as humans. And the first thing that this church has taught me is 
um, I first need to have community with my Heavenly Father, that I need to seek Him before I seek anybody else, that I need to seek Christ and have community with Him and His Word and praying before anything else. And then recently, God has taught me more about community amongst believers, that this isn't always just have to be me fighting, um, and I'll get into that later. But if you look at the Wellspring website, I don't know if anybody ever looked at the Wellspring website, but you should because it's fun. Taylor and I will just go and look at it because we like seeing what's on there, the values and everything. So one thing that's really cool on there, um, on the About the Church, it says, living life together in a way that honors Christ. It is a community, a family where we, are, where we know and are known, we love and are loved, we serve and are served. And we celebrate and are celebrated. I really love this because it's first a reminder that community is not meant to make us feel better about ourselves or to make us happier, but it's meant to honor Christ. We are meant to do life with one another, to share in our pains and our joys in an honoring way to Christ, to show that he is our light, he is our hope. I just love that. Um, so at Wellspring, I've had... I've had a little bit of community in some different ways with serving in the two- and three-year-old room or with the wraparound team or just various different ways. But going to women's encounter, like Bethany said, just really deepened my community in a new way. Um, it also deepened my community as a follower of Christ within these doors, but then when I'm at home. So with encounter, kind of similar to a lot of women, I said that I would go. I said yes. Um, because one, I just really wanted a break. I'm stayed home with two kids, two year old and one year old, Titus and Armor, and I just it was really appealing for my husband to have them all weekend and to just go and <laughs> have some fun. And we had a lot of fun. I probably laughed harder than I have in my whole life, but well, probably not. But I laughed a lot, and it was awesome. <laughs> um, but I also expected God. I just knew that he was going to, I'm sorry, this is like wearing an earring that doesn't fit. Okay, try to fix it there. Um, I just expected that God was going to fix me. Um, in, in some ways he did, but like a lot of women in the church and in life, we struggle with insecurity, lack of self-worth, um, just being enough, and I just knew God was going to touch on that because that's what I've struggled with forever. That's just been my thing, and that was not the case. Um, God knew what I needed from encounter, and that's what he gave me, and it wasn't what I thought I needed. Um, so to get into that a little bit, when we went to encounter, God had to humble me and break me before he could teach me or show me anything. So he had me at a place during encounter, on my knees, sobbing, really overwhelmed by my sin, but even more overwhelmed by his sacrifice for my sin. I was so aware of my brokenness, which is good because a lot of times I'm not. I was so aware of my brokenness, but even more aware of his forgiveness. It was a really wonderful moment in my life that I don't think that I'll forget, that I'll call upon and remember what he taught me and what he reminded me of in that moment. Um, after experiencing this, after he broke me, he sh shattered my heart, for him, he confronted me with a very personal issue in my life. 
that I would rather not talk about in front of church, but that I know I need to. But God confronted me with being a mother and my lack of gentleness and love and patience with my boys. He, before I went to encounter, I was weary. I, the days were really long and sometimes they seemed unbearable. I lost my why for why I stayed home with my kids every single day and my purpose for doing that. Um, it was a lot easier to yell at my kids, lose my patience with them, to give in than to deal with crying toddlers. And I was just really down and out. Um, I'm going to share the scripture with you because it kind of describes what God did during this time. It's Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I found hope in the Lord in my weekend at Encounter when I felt like I was down and out. Um, he renewed my strength. He allowed me to, not, to learn not to grow weary, um, not to be faint with him. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me during Encounter, and he broke my heart for my kids. Um, I was at a place of just crying over them, and I even wrote them letters of forgiveness that they will never read but that I needed to for myself and for my relationship with God and my relationship with them. Um, but I felt him telling me to fight. I felt him telling me to fight for my kids' souls, to fight that they know who Jesus Christ is, and they know the gospel, even at this age. I felt him telling me to fight for their hearts, that they would have loving hearts and gentle spirits, that they would love mommy and daddy, that they would love each other that they would know the love that God offers. I felt him telling me to fight against my flesh that wanted to give up, that wanted to give in, that wanted to stop fighting for them. I felt him telling me to fight, to love them in a gentle way, to discipline them in a gentle way, um, to just deal with them more gently. And I most importantly felt God telling me that he was going to lead me in this fight. This was not my fight, but this was his that he was going to guide me in. Um, I cried hard tears over my boys at Encounter, but in the midst of my heart breaking, I had women praying over me. I had women praying for me as I let my heart out, as I was honest. I had women lifting me up when I felt so broken. And in my pain, God also used me to comfort other women and pray over them and their pain. This was not all about me. But God also, in his sovereignty, allowed me, and his spirit led me, to go pray over other women who I knew were hurting. Sometimes I knew why, sometimes I didn't. Um, it was a beautiful picture of community, as if it's how God designed it to be. So then, post-encounter, um, this, like Bethany said a little bit, it was seven weeks, it is seven weeks, of intentional time geared towards studying God's word and learning how to live out the gospel as we got back into our routines. Because we go into this impactful weekend of encounter, and then one thing that's awesome about encounters, they don't leave you hanging. Um, the community didn't stop an encounter. God didn't stop an encounter. We found ourselves in God's word, memorizing scripture, trying to get filled with his truth, um, when sometimes it felt like we had nothing else to be filled with. And it's really been an amazing time with other women. Um, 
when I came home, it was still really hard. I remember the first week back at Encounter, I was crying because it was still really hard being with my kids every single day. Um, but the difference now was God had me fighting. He didn't have me down him. He also had other women fighting for me. So the first week that we had Encounter, um, every week that we've had post-Encounter, We've been matched up with a group of women at the end of the week that we are to pray for and encourage. In that first week, I was with three other women, and um, I knew these women were praying for me. I could feel them praying for me. I would get a text message from them at the perfect time, (laughs) asking how I was and knowing that. Um, They were asking me how I was doing, but I also felt in tune with the Spirit, and I was praying for them. So it was, again, this picture of women just really fighting in prayer and fighting with God for each other and being there for each other. And it was awesome. (laughs) It was really great. Um, On top of this, though, even more importantly than the acts of community that we did, I realized through a lot of this that it was from from me staying in God's word and from being in tune with him, that's what allowed this community to happen. It didn't just happen because I was a lucky person who got to go to encounter and experience these things, but God wanted this. He allowed me to heal from some of my wounds and some of my pains and some of the sin that I was dealing with. He allowed me to heal from that and to get through this fight by providing me with community, by providing me with other women who would lead me and encourage me and pray for me and just be there for me. Um, God loves us so dearly that he wants us to grow. He wants us to face hard things and become more loving like him, more holy like him. I needed him, and I needed a community. Um, Hebrews 4.12. For the God of word, God of word, okay. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. This is just a reminder for you all that... I love that. The Word of God is alive and active. When we're in the Word of God, it penetrates our hearts. It leads us to care for other people in our lives. It leads us to care for ourselves more intimately with Christ. Um, I wrote here in all caps, God is so sovereign (laughs) because he is. He knew that this is the point in my life that I needed him in this way so deeply. He knew that I needed some of these women so deeply. Um, I've learned that community is not just for my benefit, but God has used me in ways that I never thought possible. His Holy Spirit has led me to serve women and pray for them like I never have before. Um, He's literally put women on my radar that I probably would have never spoken to in this church, and he's asked me to care for them in specific ways, and the same for how other women have been with me. Um, Just like the Wellspring website says, told you I like that website, I have served and been served loved and been loved, and celebrated and been celebrated. All while giving glory to God, I just have such an overwhelming feeling of thankfulness that he has allowed this to happen in my life. Um, God has allowed me to experience a more intimate relationship with him by his grace offering me this community. I have a bigger heart of thankfulness. I have a bigger pool of women that I know that I can go to. I have a bigger desire to go to him and to seek him out with all of my heart. Um, also, this sounds good, but I just said, don't get me wrong, I still struggle. 
daily. Uh, my husband has to remind me to be careful of the gentleness I use in my tone and the way I speak to my kids and to him. And it's just a really big battle, but I know that God is doing a mighty work in my heart. Um, and it's not easy. But the first step to this change in my life was to have a willing heart. I had to be willing to seek him for answers, for peace, for comfort, whenever I felt dry and empty. I had to be willing to go to Women's Encounter and trust that my kids would be okay with my husband, that things would be good. Um, (laughs) He did great. (laughs) I had to have a heart that was willing to trust God. Because this whole experience has not been easy. Like, to deal with the stuff that I'm dealing with, with ways that I've treated my kids or ways that I've even treated my husband and myself, it's not easy. It's been really hard. Um, But I know from Scripture that God asks us to deal with things for our good and for his glory. He does it because he loves us. And he wants us to be more like him. He wants us to love better. He wants us to know him better. But he also does it so his glory can be shown, that he can be the one shining, not me. Um, Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Before encounter, during encounter, and after encounter, I had to seek God, and he did indeed find me. I love this because I just read you scripture that told me You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And that's what I did. And he did. He found me. Scripture is alive and active. I can feel it in my life when I'm in his word and when I'm following him. And I just love it so much um, when it proves to be true in our lives. And it will do that for everyone. Um, But it wasn't until I first sought out Christ and his gospel that I was able to discover his community. Again, I've said this before, but I just want to reiterate, I had to trust God. I had to know that he would be with me through every step of the way. Um, Community is a gift from him. It's not something that we're blessed by, but it is a gift from God that he gives us. He wants us to be a part of um, if we are willing. So I am so thankful that God led me to be willing I hope and pray that he leads you and has led some of you to be willing. Um, If you're someone who desires community in your life, I urge you to seek God first. To seek God and who he is, I urge you to pray for it. To pray and ask him for community and for himself, to show himself to you. I ask you to be in his word, to hear what he's teaching you, what he desires out of you. Or if maybe he wants you in his word just to tell you he loves you. Maybe that's something you need to hear. That's the community you need first is with him. Um, Ask God to give you a willing heart. Ask him for opportunities for community. Ask him for people to love, to serve, and celebrate. And for people to do the same for you if that's what you need. Um, God loves you. He loves all of us. He desires for you to grow in your knowledge and love for him. And community is a way he can do this in all of our lives. In his word and with his believers. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Thank you.
Thank you, Bethany and Blair, and just um, just appreciate their vulnerability and being willing to share their stories and and just for leaning in and doing the work to um, to seek God and to seek community. Um, this past weekend. I had someone in my life share um, about a point in their life where they, she said her whole life she kind of was, this control issue is kind of, we've talked about that a lot this weekend, and she said, I just, she said I knew God, um, and I was a believer, but I just felt like, you know, I got this though, I got this, and at a certain point in her life, um, everything just kind of one by one started falling apart, her marriage, her finances, she was going to lose her house, she lost her job, um, and she said she was standing in the parking lot with her um, little son, and she, they were getting ready to walk into the store, and she reached down, and she said, hold my hand. And, um, and he looked up at her, and he, he went like this, and he said, I can hold my own hand. Um, and I get that, because I have one of those children. But, um, <clears throat> but she said, in that moment, a truck went flying through the parking lot, and without saying a word, he just reached up and grabbed her hand. And... And she said, that was me. Um, she said her whole life, she was just looking at God saying, I got this. I can hold my own hand. Um, but then when things started falling apart, she said she realized, no, she really needed to reach out and, and hold his hand and let him be the one to guide her. Um, and I just love that illustration. Um, and, and I love even more when I hear women that get to that point before the truck flies by. And... Um, and so I just would encourage you guys, um, just as you've heard these stories and as we, um, you know, enter this week, that, that you would just quiet yourselves enough to reach up to him. Um, and we've been studying um, in 2 Corinthians, and we've talked about how we're ministers of the new covenant. Um, and if you call yourself a believer um, and you know who Jesus is, that's you. You are a minister of the new covenant. Um, and several weeks ago um, in chapter 3, I think it was Bob that, that preached on this um, portion of verses, it talked about how we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. He's given us the Spirit, and he wants to <clears throat> just help us grow more into his likeness um, in ever-increasing ways, degree by degree. It's just a process. Um, and he's committed to that process of transformation in each of our hearts. And we don't have to go away on a, on a two-night weekend um, to be a part of that process. Um, all you have to do is quiet yourself and humble yourself and reach up. Um, and he's there waiting to be that, that agent of change in your life. Um, and <clears throat> like Bethany ended... Um, out of Hebrews 12, she's, it was the verse that says, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Um, and I would just encourage you this week um, as you go out that, that each of us would do that. Um, and I hope that you were as encouraged by their stories um, as I was. So I'll pray as the band comes up. God, I just thank you so much um, that you are sovereign, as Blair reminded us, and that you've given us your word and um, you've given us your spirit and that we don't have to um, walk into the parking lot of life alone, God, but that you are right there and you are in the business of helping us change and helping us grow more and more into you. And um, you want us to be more like you. And yet you don't leave us hanging. You show up in that um, and you give us your spirit. And God, I just ask that for every single person here, no matter what they're struggling with, that they would be able to humble themselves um, admit to their brokenness like we got to hear today, um, 
but then in that brokenness realize just the the power and beauty of your forgiveness and um and just that you that you are constantly with us and that we can run and not grow weary god we just thank you so much for who you are and um and just your faithfulness to us in this process of transformation. We love you, God, and we just give you all the glory. It's in your name we pray. Amen.